Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today I'm joined by both Frank and Connor of the band Somerset Thrower. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you guys that on June 19th, I'll be hosting Horror Movie Trivia here in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, at Seven Sounds Brewing Company. And on June 28th, I'll be hosting Horror Movie Trivia in Virginia Beach as well at Keegan's Pub. For all updates and details on that, as well as the updates on the podcast, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so the free way by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Or if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it's only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. You'll get some stickers in the mail, a shout-out on a future episode, and a monthly bonus episode where I'll do a watch-along of either a horror movie or something horror-related. For our first Patreon episode, I was joined by my monthly co-host, John Wren, as we dove into Ari Aster's short film, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. So make sure you check that out if you're interested. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. Is that Blue Velvet behind you that I see in the Blue Velvet poster, or is that... Hell yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Now, I went to Wilmington uh, oh, yeah. just last year, where uh, I live in North Carolina, and Wilmington, North Carolina is where that was shot. And um, so yeah. I got I got to go there and uh, I had lunch with Jeff Goodwin who did makeup for it and everything. He did he created the ear. So like uh, and then we went and saw oh, some yeah. of, like, the spots and stuff. So it was really cool. We got to see like apartment complex from uh that uh, Isabella yeah. Rosalini lives in and stuff. So. Yeah, that's fucking right. awesome, man. Yeah, that guy. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Tong, I think, is like the artist. He he does so much like cool like horror and weird off brand like movie posters. I love his shit. Hell yeah. That looks sick for sure. But uh, real quick, though, before we dive into the uh, horror movies uh, directly, I do want to ask you guys, do you guys have anything coming up with, you know, Somerset Thrower that you want to, uh, you know, just let the people know about, whether it be some new music or, you know, just some tours and stuff like that? This episode will drop the first week of June, by the way, just so that way you guys awesome. have a bit on that. But. We have two shows coming up. One is with Rival Schools oh, yeah. um, on May 20th. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, and then, so this will uh, be this will be a little later. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But other than that, and then uh, Every Type 11, yeah, so this is going to be coming out later. I don't know, Connor, do we have anything else after that? Or no? No. Um, I forgot there was something early September or something like that that we just agreed to. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I think it will probably be announced by now that that On the Might of Princes show will be happening at that point, too. Right, On the Might of Princes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're, we're yeah. writing new music. Yeah, we're trying to get a record started, so we're in progress now with that. Hell yeah, no, that's awesome. I yeah. definitely will be uh, looking out for it. And of course, you know, like uh, I know you guys are steadily playing shows. It's just one of those, like you guys said, it's not unless it's guaranteed. You don't want to announce anything, so just keeping out on the socials. Anybody listening and stuff for any shows and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And of course, I'll share uh, I'll share some stuff around as well. You know, especially when you know you guys start dropping about a new record and whatnot. I'm excited for that for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you hear about us originally? Uh, honestly, yeah. uh, I've just seen where you guys have played a few shows in Richmond because I'm in North Carolina, but I go to Richmond for a lot of stuff. And then cool. um, uh, so I just kept, kept seeing your guys name pop up on a few flyers. And then uh, so I just started listening to you guys and really enjoyed it. And then so uh, just recently you guys were on LTC again. 
um right or not not again but because it, it was the first lcc but you guys were on that and right. i was like damn i really want to go i can't go and then i was thinking to myself i was like fuck i haven't had any like you know like alternative pop punk dudes like on the show in a while i was like let me hit up some of the bands i enjoy you know so i was like uh so that's why i reached out to you guys like uh i think i reached out to you guys maybe um i'm having uh one of the guys from koyo just i recorded with tj from koyo i feel like flesh, oh, cool. uh, Fleshwater. i had one of, uh, i'm trying to get out with some of the people in Fleshwater. some of the just you know stuff like yeah. that, that i enjoy because uh I usually just go with like sometimes I have intentions of trying to like mix it up, you know, have like hardcore or pop punk, and then like every now and then like a metal dude in or something because I'm mostly into yeah. hardcore pop punk. But uh, right, I just you, sometimes you know you reach out to so many people, then out of nowhere five people hit you back at the same time. It's like after like three or four months, so that's why sometimes. And then you guys, you know, are super responsive, so uh, sometimes it yeah. just works out, and sometimes it doesn't. But we're not doing much. Yeah, yeah. Frank and I are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and I are pretty open scheduled pretty much all day. You just like this podcast Modelo and whiskey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Podcast, yeah, we'll do it. And we just leave the other two out, yeah. honestly. Right. They get our scraps. Yeah, that's that's cool though, because I saw you like I was looking at your most you had what's his name? The guy from you had Chainsaw on from fucking summer school on like your last yeah. episode, is that right? Yeah, I just Dude, uh, that, that dropped like? today. Yeah, uh, he was actually super cool and uh, nothing like that. You know, of course he's a lot uh, older now, but he just uh, just yeah. super chill guy. He wasn't a super big horror fan, but he said like to prep for that movie, he watched a horror movie every day and stuff like that. So it was cool to hear that he like. Uh, uh, and then of course he said that that kind of like earned his like not earned his respect like it it needed it, but he said that that made him respect the genre so much more because he started to find out how smart it was. He didn't just see it as like bloody and you know crazy and shit. So yeah. But, I mean, he's like a, yeah, he's synonymous with like, you know, I feel like if he was to go to like horror cons and stuff that people would just like lap him up, he would be a huge star there. <laughs> yeah, no, horror fans for some reason, I feel like summer school is almost more of like a comedy for horror fans just because of that character. Like, yeah, you never see somebody exactly. like, uh, you never see a horror fan represented in a movie like ever. And if it is, it's just like they have an Evil Dead poster. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. Stranger Things, they had Evil Dead posters, but they never fucking wore a horror movie shirt. Yeah, or, you know. Right. So, but hell yeah. And then uh, the only other question I have, really quick, before jumping back into like just straight to horror stuff, is uh, do you guys play in any other projects that you want to promote or let people know about? That's about it for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I just always like to uh, you know give you room to speak on one if you know if you do have something else. No. So. But, Pretty yeah. much like, I mean, we all used to play in other bands when we were younger, but now it's like, you know, we all got full-time jobs and stuff and, you know, Somerset's our main focus pretty much. So, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other really dope bands uh, from Long Island going crazy right now. So, I mean, like Stand yeah. Still, like you mentioned, Koyo. Um, there's been like Heavy Hex, Inner Love. There's a bunch of really cool bands that are very diverse and, you know, Paint a Truth, yeah. the different bands going off right now so long oh, yeah. a bit of a moment so yeah you got anyone listening should check those bands out and any other long island bands old or new yeah i was yeah. gonna say the return of the uh incendiary finally fucking came after oh a long, fuck yeah man long those, those are our boys we share yeah. a practice space with them yeah. they're, they're our old friends fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, um I hate that I can't remember his name, but it was literally because it was the first, like, it was like one of my first 20 episodes, and this is like episode 190. So, uh, but I had the drummer on the show. I can't, I hate that. I can't Dan. Remember. Oh, yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan, Dan, yeah. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan's a big horror head. Yeah, Dan always has those, like, um, he always has the cool, like, horror fucking 
t-shirts before anyone else does like when they pop up on graveyard goods and shit like that you're just like dude that's that thing fucking long sleeve didn't even get fucking produced yet. How'd you get the first one? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know people. He's got the guy that pops him out of his trunk. <laughs> He's got yeah. a guy for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of a Nike guy, it's a whore t shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, fuck you. No, those are great dudes. I'm stoked for the new record for sure. But hell yeah. Cool. And I'm stoked to, you know, hear some new music from you guys as well. But we can dive into the horror stuff if that's cool with you guys. Absolutely. Sure. So uh, pretty much my first question that I like to ask all my guests is uh, what was your relationship with horror movies growing up and did it change at all as you got older and became an adult? And uh, Connor, we'll let you go first since, you know, just alphabetical order. It's the only real other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I started getting into it when I was younger because I have older siblings. I'm the youngest of five. And it was just like, you know, my oldest brother showed me like, you know, Halloween, all that stuff. But then, you know, even just I always wanted to bring it up as like, going to blockbuster when i was like a kid i remember just going to see like you see the jason goes to hell like vhs cover and you're just like what the fuck is that i gotta rent that thing like immediately and people hate on that movie but i swear by it but no and then like you know i throughout high school i was big into like even just because like I, I talk about it all the time, but like, you know, people would have like the illegal cable boxes and we would just like go watch whatever like weird horror sequel was on there, like Children of the Corn, like Urban Harvest mm-hmm. or like whatever Hellraiser like sequel was out that year in like the 90s. Yeah. And so I kept into it with that. And then like in college, I have a buddy, Mike of mine, uh, who got me into like all like you know, the expanding upon, like, the art stuff where it's, like, giallo and, like, j- Japanese stuff. And so I kind of, it's, like, in the past couple of years, you know, I've even found, like, other weird giallo that's, like, stuff that's, like, filmed in America or, like, Japanese stuff that's, like, somewhat new. So it's, like, there's such a wealth of stuff that goes on nowadays that you can yeah. pull stuff now, so... Hell yeah. No, like you said, the spectrum's so crazy from straight serious to just as goofy as fucking possible, as well as like, you know, you can have stuff that comes out of like such small like countries that, you know, it just takes forever to reach the U.S. and all this. So. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Frank? Yeah. Um, like Connor said, like going to like Blockbuster or, um, you know, like Wallbounds, I remember had like a little uh, movie rental VHS section and that was definitely cool going there and seeing like you know like hellraiser or something i remember like re- renting the movie jack frost thinking it was like the michael <laughs> keaton movie but it was really like the horror movie around i think they came yeah. out not you know within a few years maybe i'm not sure yeah but, it uh, definitely wasn't more than like two or three years yeah yeah i remember being a kid and we thought it was like the michael keaton one and we brought that home and was like oh this is way cooler you know but um definitely like seeing the exorcist like my dad showed me the exorcist when i was like nine or something like that like very young and i was just like fucked up by it till this day like i still one of the scariest movies i think oh yeah that was an early movie and like dining watching like you know i remember like uh watching like are you afraid of the dark even on nickelodeon i really i like that i liked a lot of that stuff when i was young and like uh i remember creep show was one of like the shows that i you know my dad you know, head on and I would watch that and seeing like Leslie Nielsen in it and being like, oh, it's the guy from Naked Gun. He's in like this horror show. It's like yeah. making sense of it as a kid, you know, and uh, Tales from the Crypt too is a really, I love that growing up. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, my brothers and I all love horror and they like, my brother like is a maniac. He does like, he'll make like haunted houses in my parents' backyard to this day and like he'll get like 
mad money like donated and stuff and they'll donate to like charity and stuff but uh he like he loves it he's all about it like hell yeah i bought him i bought a giant like killer clowns from outer space like animatronic clown i forget the name of it but it's like the, the little the littler one but yeah he's he's a maniac he loves horror and too he's we were big into it as kids and you know i'm still into it oh yeah probably shorty the one with the boxing gloves the killer clown yeah, yeah. shorty that's it shorty right yeah it's fucking dope no i love killer. Yeah. i got the little ray gun right there as well it's probably from the same place uh the oh. spear halloween i think but oh yeah that's where i got it too and i got a pretty good deal on it too because it was like part of something missing from it like the foot pet switch or something yeah. but yeah it was it was dope when i got i was just like but yeah it's cool if you're ever in on long island in uh october he'll be doing it oh yeah no that's <laughs> awesome and definitely uh, uh i agree with you i had that same kind of like a revelation i guess as a kid when i saw leslie nelson in the uh, creep show because all i'd ever seen is naked gun airplane chili that yeah. and i was like wait this is this work like this happens like that he was the first yeah. person i think that i ever realized yeah. that like people could do more than one genre because even ted dancing i i'd seen cheers but like when i was falling asleep as like like a small kid so it was never like i'll yeah. take at night you know like yeah. when you have when you fall asleep watching uh your cartoons on nickelodeon and wake up and it's fucking ted dancing yeah. and fucking cheers and stuff like that but yeah man so cool all the cameos <laughs> and everything and uh I remember my dad in the pool would just always go, hold your breath. And we'd be like, no. We'd like, run away. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I would like try to scare my brothers when they were running up the stairs. I'd just yell like, exorcist or fucking like some great, like your mother sucks. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just as fuck with them, you know. So I take part, I, I think it's partially my fault that my brother is building haunted houses at 29 years old in my parents' backyard. It's probably <laughs> my fault. <laughs> he's doing all right for himself though you know he got no, he's good he's well he's just like the local like tv news station and like yeah 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 now say the fact that he can afford to do it or is able to do it kind of shows that he's not you know he's definitely not bad off because it's hard to do shit like that yeah. and you know make it successful like you said he makes yeah. a little bit of money from it so it's hell yeah it's very makeshift yeah. it's not uh super but he's trying to make it like more legit but uh yeah it's 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 cool you know yeah it, the kids like it now, one of the coolest things about like living in a small town like uh, that I live in is uh, one my middle school was condemned like forever ago, and part of it was still okay. So they literally turned it into a haunted uh, like a walkthrough thing every Halloween, like a fright night or whatever, you know. And um, yeah, uh, it was super cool for years, but then finally they they just now started to turn it into like apartments and shit. So it's no longer that. But somebody finally started doing like exactly what you said your brother was doing uh, locally. So now there's that kind of taking its place. So it's kind of cool, but. We don't get, like, too many crazy, cool, like, horror houses out on Long Island. It's mostly just, like, yeah, you got to go way out east to, like, wherever, like, the haystack rides and makeshift, yeah. like, horror shit. So, it, it, yeah. it is cool, like you said, like, some of that local, more down south stuff. I feel yeah. like those local towns go all out on it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, definitely. I know... Uh, I know what you mean, where it's like you only have a little bit of like, uh, like neighborhood before you have to jump back on like a interstate and shit like that. It's kind of like how it is in Virginia, like with us here. Like, uh, you know, that's the one thing is I definitely see the contrast of city and what's it called? Because, like I said, I go to all my shit up in like Richmond. So, Richmond's so much different than yeah. being in the small ass towns. <laughs> but, <Right>. yeah. <laughs> but you guys mentioned some of the ones that definitely, uh, you know, shaped you when you were younger. Do you guys have some favorites of all time? And they don't have to be, you know, you, of course, you can shout out your favorite. And then, of course, like some others that just stick out. And, uh, Frank, you can go first, you know, just kind of. We'll go snake lineup. Favorite horror movies of all time. I mean, I'll have to say, like, The Shining and The Exorcist are definitely up there for me. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, and then, like, speaking to, like, me, like, I guess, like, when I was, like, when did Scream come out? I feel like when I first saw Scream, I was like, this is the best horror movie ever. It's, like, 
it, yeah. like I could like you know I was just like oh high school kids even though they were way older than high school but it was you know it was just uh I feel like Scream was so so cool to me as a kid you know I love that um, yeah. but yeah that was like, 96. yeah huh. right 96 right so I was you know I, I was born in 89 so I'm not gonna matter yeah. but um <laughs> yeah I mean those two definitely I mean I love like Wes Craven I love uh you know like Nightmare on Elm Street. I loved uh, Halloween. I loved Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I don't know. Those are all, like the classics to me, I guess. You know, like I'm sure everyone would agree with those, but. Yeah. No, a lot of yeah. times people wouldn't, before they even start saying it, they're like, oh, no, these are cliche, but I'm like, it's not cliche. They're classics for that yeah, reason. Like, there's a reason. Right, yeah. Happy. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. them, even people that aren't horror fans. It's a reason, you know, it's because they're that good. Right. So. Yeah. Not grand percent. Right, right. Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street are like my top two favorites. And then, of course, like yeah. when it comes to actually making a list of best horror movies ever made, The Shining's up there. Exorcist. Like, I think yeah. the Ex- to me, The Exorcist is the best horror movie ever made. It's just not my favorite yeah. horror movie. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. And holds up for fucking 60 holds years. Up. Yeah, man. It's so scary. Our 50th yeah. year this year. So, hell yeah. Right. Well, I love well, Evil Dead, too, by the way. Evil Dead is one of my favorites, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Connor? What's uh, some of your favorites? Yeah, it's not like cliche, but just like, you know, Halloween and like, I- I'm like, as far as like the big names in like horror go, like John Carpenter, in my mind, is like the best guy ever. Even yeah. like some of his lesser than movies and stuff are still fucking like some of the best, yeah. like even yeah, like in obsessed. the mouth of madness yeah. is so fucking awesome. But like, yeah, Halloween, uh, the thing, those are like the big ones, yeah. but I'm like, I always go back to like, my friends always make fun of me because I'm like, so huge. Like one of my favorite like franchises, like top three is still Hellraiser. And some of those like sequels are like the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. Especially uh, when you hit uh, but... wish.com Hellraiser when it becomes chubby pinhead. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. But I liked, I even liked that last one they did, I, you know, when they do the rebrand, but like, that's like Clive Barker, like getting his rights back to it. So I thought it was a pretty good fulfillment back to like, you know, the true nature of like that story. Yeah. But, about uh, the one they hit on uh, Hulu last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. I enjoyed um, it as well. Yeah, because it's I, I, the thing is like when you do remakes or rebrands and stuff, it, it it gets it's really tough to do it. Like I was telling Frank before this, like I watched the new Scream last night and I I was just not feeling it at yeah. all. Same. Um, I don't know. I yeah, didn't see it, yeah. I, like yeah, I wasn't into it. But like when those they remake them and they're actually good is like a testament to whoever directed it or like wrote it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I feel like that Hellraiser one was good because he got the rights back to his franchise and it just worked out. But yeah, I mean, even like Texas Chainsaw is probably as far as like the genre goes, it's probably one of the best up there with like Halloween, like as far as like setting cast in the first stone, as far as like how to do it, you know? But yeah, those are mine. Usually the thing in like Halloween and those types of movies and stuff. Okay. Then go back to what you're saying about the new Hellraiser movie. I, I completely agree. I feel like they not only Clive Barker got to finally, you know, be producing again, but then the guy that they got to direct it, he did some like really quality horror stuff before that. I don't know if you saw his movie, The yeah. Ritual or um, The Night yeah. House. Yeah, but both of those were great. I think his name is Dan Trachtenberg. I'm looking it up right now just to make sure. But, but yeah, it, it, it's tough with those because like you know even the guy from david bruckner scream 
David Bruckner, yeah. yeah. Like, the guy who did the past two screams, like, he did, like, one of those, like, VHS, like, sessions in, like, the first one, and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so it it's kind of just, like, trick of the trade, like, who, who gets it, you know what I mean? Yeah, they did Ready or Not as well. That was fucking awesome, and it kind of, like, fits the I same. I loved Ready for Not, yeah. Yeah, and it fits the same like thing as like uh, that you look for and scream like the humor and like the you know cat and mouse and shit. So no, I agree hundred percent. It's yeah. kind of like they're a collective. It's a uh, radio silence where it was like three guys, but one of them technically produces yeah, yeah. them, and because they only let people get right. uh, co-directing credits for two people, which is stupid because it's like yeah. you know, three people directing it. Fuck it, give them the credit, right? But yeah, it's like in a band if you yeah, write an album and you all write it, you're gonna put all five names. You're not gonna put, but if you have one guy write your all your shit, you'll put his name. It's fine, but. And it's funny, the guy that they credit as the director used to be in that ska band Link 80 way yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Matt Bet- <laughs> Bettinelli Olfen, I think is his name. Yeah. 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 Now, nah, I've been trying to get him on the show. Every time I do it, it's like, oh, man. He's like, oh, man, let me know when you're free. And then I let him know and he doesn't respond. I'm like, God damn it, dude. But, <laughs> but they like, it's always around when a new scream comes out. So I'm like, they're getting swamped. So I don't, yeah, oh, I don't, sure. I definitely don't like uh, knock yeah. him for it. I'm just like, I'm sure it's, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Scream's my right. favorite horror movie of all time. But that's Scream Six to me is like bottom of the fran, like <laughs> bottom two of the franchise. I didn't really like Scream Three that much either. But uh, yeah, I you know what? I remember my friends and I like in college, like we went and saw Scream Four and kind of went in thinking it was gonna be like you know a bad rebrand or whatever. And I I love that that movie actually more than three and like the past couple i wouldn't put it maybe above two i still like two a lot but i would say screen four is pretty tight actually okay no i agree 100 we just we did a screen panel and i put screen four as my second favorite and a lot of people had screen two and then four so it was like you know a lot of like yeah like three or four of us so it was me uh right i, I know monthly episode with uh uh phil the vocalist of irate you know the new york hardcore band irate uh and nice no and black and stuff. That's yeah awesome. he, he comes on monthly as long as, as well as Travis from Eternal Sleep. And then my buddy, uh, Ren used to play in Bottom Feeder. So we do like a monthly episode as well. So, oh, cool. but, uh, hell yeah. So, uh, you guys mentioned, a, you know, quite a few, uh, old ones as favorites. And, you know, like we've been kind of chatted about, you know, a few new ones, uh, Connor with Hellraiser and Scream 6. You guys have any new favorites? And, uh, I know we were doing the snake lineup, but since, you know, we kind of chatted about some new ones already, uh, I'll let you go, uh, first again, Frank, as far as like, uh, like just some recent stuff you've seen that you really enjoyed. It doesn't have to be necessarily a favorite. Just and by recent, cool. I also mean like five to ten years because there's so much horror that comes out. So yeah, yeah. So Connor and I make a point to like go see like some of the newer horror movies whenever they come out in theaters because we dig it. You know, we like yeah. that experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think of recent years, I really we saw it follows in theaters. I really enjoyed that one. Um, okay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought the vibe of it, the, the score was really cool, and just like it was creepy as fuck. You know, I thought it was cool. Like when I left the theater, I was like, I feel weird, you know. Yeah. But it could have just been because I was high, right? But I, no, it's definitely a cool movie. <laughs> um, and, and I saw, um, I think Connor, I don't know if you saw, said you watched it yet, but uh, I've been telling, I was telling Connor to watch Apostle. I really thought that was a cool movie too. I don't know if you checked that out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought that movie was pretty rad. Um, and oh, you yeah. know, I just saw Evil Dead Rise actually, um, like the last weekend, and I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it was cool. I saw it with my brother actually. It was. Uh, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Barbarian oh, yeah. too. Yeah, Barbarian. I just watched the other day, but we saw it in theaters actually, and it was yeah. That was, that was really yeah, 
yeah barbarian is one of my favorites to watch in the th- like it was just such a fun theater experience because how like was, yeah. and turns and stuff but yeah, yeah and then, speaking of getting high while watching movies that's literally how i spent my 420 is i went and saw bo's afraid followed yeah. oh. by evil dead rise and i like ate a Hell fuck yeah. ton of edibles before going so i was just like <laughs> about seven hours in i was like i don't know if it's <laughs> go ahead this sorry weekend, dude this weekend i can't even afraid. imagine yeah, yeah if y'all haven't seen Frank it. Frank and I are going to try and see that uh, Bo is Afraid, but everyone that told me that they've seen it, yeah, they pretty much saw it, like, on edibles, or, and they were just like, dude, it was a fucking head trip. Like, it was bogging <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> yeah. The way I walked out of that movie, I'm sure the whole crowd around me was like, that guy hated it, but I was just walking out like, this fuck, like, I was just, just more, like, I was shaking my head, but it was more like, he did it again. Like, all right. Like, no, he loved it more than all of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just know that he was like they were all still sitting there waiting during the credits, and I got up as soon as the credits started and walked out. And it's like I felt like they—that's why they thought of you know. And I was shaking my head, but it was more like a smile, shaking my head, like damn, yeah, like goddamn, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I felt like they were thinking like, oh, he didn't want to wait for nothing. It's like no, Ari Aster's not going to have a post-credit scene when he starts having a post-credit scene. Shoot me in the foot because I don't think it's going to ever happen. Yeah, but yeah, if it does, like a study Alvarez, yeah, yeah. Which don't get me wrong, like Ty West had, uh, I don't know if you guys saw X or Pearl, but when X was in theaters, uh, they showed Pearl as the post-credit scene, which I didn't know and yeah. fucking left. And I was a little bummed about that, but oh, that's just, sure. that was crazy. I never I haven't that. seen either of those. I got to check those out. I, I saw, haven't seen them and I heard good things. Oh yeah, definitely. I saw X. I really, I liked it a lot because I, I'm kind of like a Ty West, like apologist, I feel like, but now he's finally getting like a lot more uh, recognition. Because yeah. I think, like, House of the Devil is, like, one of the best, like, modern, like, it's, you know, that retro, like, look. It does it well. And, like, The Roost, I really liked. I wasn't okay. crazy about The Innkeepers. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, as far as, like, new movies and shit goes, like Frank said, like, It Follows is so fucking good. I really like, did you see Titan or, like, Raw? Yeah, I actually haven't seen yeah. Wall yet, but I have seen. Ty- I know they're the same director, Julia De Cornell, I think. Yeah, right? Julia yeah. De Cornell. Yeah, she, I really like that weird like body horror that's like kind of having like a huge comeback. Like, um, and she does it really well. Titan is based. And it's funny because you know, like, uh, it's a movie that I immediately just drew straight to like Crash from like Cronenberg. Yeah, and then like the other like genius of like that genre is his son like brendan cronenberg i think like possessor is like i was blown away by that fucking movie yeah um and don't think he did it i can't remember who did it uh no it's uh chloe something she did that movie watcher with maika monroe also from it follows oh yeah chloe akuno um, i think is her name chloe akuno yeah, yeah yeah uh that was really cool i like that a lot but as far as like big ones in the past few years i really liked um i forgot who did it that movie the void hell yeah no i know that was the same guy that did uh there's a couple people but i know one of the guys was the guy that did psycho gorman i don't know if you saw psycho gorman but yeah yeah, yeah. i love psycho gorman um yeah. and then like i really like uh do you know joe bagos he did like bliss and like yeah uh, uh vfw yeah. I, think I have that one of my collection vfw <laughs> and christmas yeah. bloody christmas i love really good yeah, I didn't see that one. That's a new one, but I really liked uh, Bliss and I liked BFW a lot, um, which I usually like hate that like neon look for a lot of like modern horror lately. Yeah. But he does it really well. And then 
another one is like Green Room. Like Frank and I saw that. Oh, yeah. uh, That's a great one. We saw what's his name. Yeah, we saw him. Uh, Jeremy Saul. Uh, Jeremy Saulnier. We saw him do like a Q and A in Manhattan, oh. and <laughs> I thought that was like, yeah, that movie was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I'm like just been sitting here patiently, well, impatiently starting to get uh, waiting for his next film because he's supposed to be doing the final one in his, uh, well, there was, a, it was originally supposed to be like the color trilogy because, you know, he did Blue Ruin, Green Room, and he was supposed yeah. to do like red yeah. something, but I think it turned into a film called Rebel Ridge, if I'm not mistaken, is, um, is his next film. It's supposed oh. to be back to like that real tense, like thriller because, you know, he went off and did Alone in the Dark, I believe, or something, or something called like similar to that. And he did like a, uh, what was that? Yeah, it was like with Jeffrey Wright, like Frank, yeah. you saw it, right? That that one that he did, it's like him in like the mountains or something. Yeah, what the hell is that? What it was called? Yeah, what the fuck was that called? Yeah, but I, I always I really think Alone in the Dark because of that video game that came out, and then they did the shitty movie with fucking yeah. uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Yeah, that fucking they blew that opportunity. Yeah. No, but I really like Saulnier a lot because, like, I showed, I think after we saw Green Room, I was just like, you got to see Murder Party. Like, Murder Party, yeah. yeah it's going to say, yeah. Total, like, yeah. it's total camp, but it's so fucking funny, and the it's gore funny. is, like, awesome. Yeah. And it's also, like, you know, like, we're both from Long Island. I live in Queens, and, like, even, like, uh, growing up on Long Island, going to like Williamsburg and Bushwick when we were younger, just to go to like punk shows and shit. Yeah, that was pretty much the scene. It's just like everything's like an avant-garde like art party, and there's that scene where the guy's like dressed up as the Warriors guy, and he's just like fuck this whole scene. <laughs> he just like yeah. kills them all, and you're just like, nice dude, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, shit I wish people would do more is like use like uh, like exactly like you said is uh, how he's the baseball fury from fucking uh, Warriors. It's like a lot of times in movies yeah. they don't use references like that. It's like you can use so many references without getting in trouble because people you know wouldn't oh, know yeah. enough or care enough. <laughs> but no, it's uh, right. or care enough to sue you know. But no, I agree one hundred percent. That was one yeah. of the things I really enjoyed. I I kind of hope eventually he takes that next step. Like uh, you said, you know, Ty West always had the respect from horror fans. You know, after House of the Devil and Keepers, I like the Sacrament as well. Um, but he just took that Sacrament, next step. That's the other one, yeah. Yeah, he took that next step once he got attached to A24 and did X, and then it blew up. So I'm hoping uh, definitely the same thing for Saulnier. I feel like he's got the respect of, you know, just cinephiles in general, because most of his films are kind of like uh, Green Room's kind of like on the balance of, like, I definitely call it horror, but uh, I could see where if somebody else just called it a thriller, I wouldn't like argue, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be like sure, correcting them or nothing. So, uh, but no, it's one of those that I would love to see him take that step. But I know he did, uh, I know I I keep getting him mixed up with Ty West because Ty West did that Western that like nobody liked. And I keep wanting to say that oh, Salmier did a yeah. Western. And I'm like, no, he didn't do it. It was fucking Ty no, West. So, we have a friend, our mutual friend, Doug. He worked uh, with this guy because Saulnier was supposed to do that second season of True Detective. And yeah. apparently he was just trying to set up his shots like the way he does them. Yeah. And like HBO or whatever is just like, you're off this dude like we can't take you like and then of course like that season flops like immediately because he wasn't attached to it right so no nah, that's yeah. one of those things is uh i definitely would have you know like if you told me he, he was attached to something even if it was like three out of seven episodes i would watch it you know what i mean or three out of yeah. ten you know like right so, same yeah. thing with uh did y'all watch that show uh them that was on amazon prime it was a uh it was about a, like a black family back in like the 1950s and they moved from like North Carolina to California, but the racism obviously is not any different and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah. Ty, Ty West directed a few episodes of that. I didn't even know until I was watching it. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Like it was before X. And I was like, finally, like see him do some horror. Sh- I think before that he did some Westworld episodes, which I didn't even know until looking up that show. Cause I was watching. And of course, at the beginning, it said directed by Ty West. And I just lost my shit. You know, as a fan of the house of the devil. Right. Was so good, but <laughs> I was just like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah. We told, I, I, I tell this story all the time, but like, you know, there's this like, you know, one of those like Nighthawk, like dine in like movie theaters and in, in Bushwick, uh, this place called Syndicated and our friend Brian, who plays drums in King Nine, okay. uh, we went and saw, we went and saw like House of the Devil and his now wife is, and I like always talk about horror movies, but it, there was like a point like towards the end of the movie, like, you know, there's that big like twist at the end. Yeah. And the lights dim and it's just completely quiet in the theater. And most of the people in the theater at that point have seen it. So it's just like completely quiet. And you just hear Rudder just be like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole theater like loses their shit. Oh, yeah. Now, I always wanted to go to one where like a, a Q&A where somebody like shows up or like it's supposed to be there and stuff. But every time they happen, they're like... uh several hours several hours away and i'm just like i don't know if it's worth a trip because then afterwards i'll be falling asleep on you know what i mean but uh, yeah but that's a, that's the only downfall to living in a small town and stuff like that you know you gotta dra- like travel for and shit yeah. like that but but hell yeah that's awesome yeah i think he's from that there's area if i'm not mistaken cool... yeah i think he is too um yeah. but there's like some cool theaters like uh, like there's this place nighthawk that you know serves beer and food and but like in the early days uh, when I first moved to Queens, like I would go there and my friend told me, he was just like, dude, they got like a, a, a rare, they just unearthed just like seven, like 70 millimeter prints of like Tenebrae. Oh, and they're only showing it one yes. night and, and it's at like midnight. It's just like, okay, well, we're going to get fucking atrociously high and we're go to that fucking showing <laughs> and you just show up and people are like Udo Kier shows up on the screen everyone's just like fucked up just screaming just like hell yeah dude yeah. it looks so good that's one of my favorite that's probably my favorite Argento movie that's why I got, I got the little like 11 by 17 or whatever it was one of those I like had to I was at a con and I was getting some signatures I was getting I got Felissa Rose that's where I got these two and it was like buy two get yeah. one free and that, the third one I was like uh, I didn't even want it for a signature. I was just like fucking Tenebrae rules, especially the arm scene where he like yeah. chops off the arm and like, oh yeah, she's just walking around spraying blood all over the white backdrop. It's just like, yeah, like that. And then the scene where she's put, putting her shirt on and you like, then that's when she gets attacked. That's like everybody's yeah. deepest fear. Like it's fucking like <laughs> exactly. being in the bathroom and being like, oh, I got to put the shirt on. Hold on. Like do it real fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you're young, of course yeah. you get over it when you're older. But so it was just fun <laughs> to see that shit like put in a horror movie. It's like this motherfucker, like, goes for people's fears without it being like a movie like skinnamarink or something where it's like trying to be an artsy ver- it's right. like literally he's showing you that same fear that you're scared of like right there on camera it's like oh yeah it's like it. all psychological shit and then just goes to the nines about <laughs> everything yeah i love argento it, you know and that was like i said you know um my friend who was just like you like horror so like i need to have someone to talk to this about so like you have to watch all these like italian movies i was just like what the fuck italians are still making movies these days please yeah well all of them are mostly from the 70s sucks. and 80s so many of them yeah any more you guys want to shout out before uh move on um i think we're good right yeah oh, yeah. yeah i don't think we talk about new movies that we don't like shit if you want to you're more than welcome to uh 
shit on some for a few. I uh, I used to actually, when I first started the podcast, I used to ask people, is there any movies that you don't like? And uh, I kind of stopped just to try to not to be negative. And then I was, but I kind of, every now and then it's nice <laughs> right. to change it up. So yeah. What would you not like, Frank? You can go a long way, you know? Uh, I was going to, I was going to bring up the movie Malignant because I wasn't a big fan. I don't know how you guys feel about that movie. Oh, yeah. I have the theory yeah. of why I don't like it though. Did you like it? I dug it, but I can see why people don't like it. Like I, uh, I definitely enjoyed it for being a wonky, crazy idea, like yeah, that sure, doesn't get sure. like made today. But it was a little bit yeah. crazy on the CGI, and at the same time, it was like wait, the promotion ruined it because I went into it expecting it to be another yeah. like Conjuring knockoff, and because it was a crazy idea, I right. think that's why I liked it. Right, I, I could, I could get down with that. Yeah, I think I was trying to. It reminded me of like, like, uh, like. A more silly version of like imprint and i'm a big takashi Miike fan and i just feel like i was like this is like yeah the broke ver- the broke imprint you know what i mean yeah imprint's but, fucking I also, nuts yeah i got that somewhere back here yeah and i appreciate like i i do like i can get like the silliness and and be like you know this is cool for what it is you know i just i guess I, maybe i'll revisit it I, I watched it like right when it came out and i was like, yeah i didn't love it but other than that i mean you know, yeah who did that one is that the guy from saw yeah, James Wan. Oh, okay. Yeah, James yeah. Wan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Because the other guy that worked on Saul with him has done some cool stuff in, like, the past, like, 10, 15 years. I forgot his name. But, yeah, like, I, I, like you guys said, like, you know, Tim, you saw it, like, before it was, like, blown up, I feel like, which was yeah. probably the perfect time to see it. When I saw it, everyone was just like, "This is you like horror, so like you must love this movie that's on Netflix." So I was just like, "It's yeah. on Netflix. That's a problem." Yeah, like <laughs> you know, you know, like. Uh, and so when I watched it, I, I probably went in with like some cynical, like, yeah. horror psycho shit about it. But yeah, I get that way about like new stuff. So like, yeah, when like the new uh, Scream came out, I was just like, yeah. I'll go see yeah. it in theaters and like, and then I watched the new one last night. And I was just like, I just wasn't crazy about it because I, I, I like Fraggy didn't see it, but like there's, it, it takes like a bad trope from like the Friday the 13th movies. I feel like that didn't work then. And I don't think worked in this one. Yeah. Like the Tommy Jarvis type shit. Um, but no, I can't really think of like, th- that's kind of the thing with horror is just like, you kind of just like watch whatever revered in that week or whatever. And you're just like, eh, that wasn't for me, but like, I'm glad I watched it. Like that type of thing. Yeah. And I will say that I don't, I'll, even though I enjoyed Malignant, I don't think it's good enough that I don't, I really don't think watching it again will sway your opinion much. Uh, Cause right. I enjoyed it in a year where there wasn't much horror coming out. Cause that was like the back right. end of the pandemic and stuff. So That's it wasn't, thing, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say, it. but there's other films that I will say I've had the same thing happen where I went in because of hype, didn't enjoy it. Like uh, when you mentioned earlier, it follows the first time I saw that I saw it late and there was so much hype behind it. And mm-hmm. I went to it with yeah. the stigma of, Oh, this is the SC, the killer SCD film. So like my, yeah. I had the yeah. stigma and then all that. So I watched it the first time and thought eh, I was six out of 10. But right. now I watch it and I could say right. nine, nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten. So no, yeah. I really, uh, I, yeah, I, guess I went in, what we're saying. Right, we went in and we didn't know really much about it, and you know, it, like again, like a theater experience that was a really cool one to see in theaters. There's a lot of like yeah. kind of jump scares yeah. and just like really weird vibe the whole time. It was, it, you know, I enjoyed it, but yeah, oh, yeah. I could see, you know, it, it kind of ruins it when you know a little bit too much about it or the hype, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, 
That's what happened with, uh, like, Get Out, I feel like. Uh, that movie just got built up so much. And I remember I told my friend Mike, who's, like, a big horror guy, and he was just, like, he just put it off. Cause, and then, like, finally watched it. He was just like, I guess. You know, like, yeah. that was cool. I pretty much knew the movie by the time, like, I watched it or whatever. But, uh, and, like, maybe if I go back now, I, I won't care for it that much because it's, like, kind of like a time and a place thing maybe. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely have those two where I like them more, and then later on I'm like, ah, I don't like it as much either. So, sure, like, yeah. Well, you yeah. Had a great theater experience, or you took a bunch of edibles. So it was like, <laughs> dude, uh, we did we didn't bring it up earlier, but uh, one of the newer movies that I really liked uh, because I didn't like that uh, the Fetty Alvarez like Evil Dead uh, that much when I first saw it. Mm. I think that if I saw it now, maybe I'd like it a little more. Um, but then. Frank and I got stoned and went to uh, our local movie theater on Long Island. That was like within weeks it closed down. It's so dilapidated. Run by like, yeah. Like the Somerset Thrower's first record, uh, the artwork is a photo of that movie theater. It's called South Bay Cinemas. They're like revamping it now, but like it was on its death throes then when yeah. we saw it, like, you know, when you go in the movie theater, they have those little lights on the aisle. They didn't have those. You couldn't see anything. It was so pitch like black. we we were, yeah, it was pitch black. We we're so shit. Sticky. Um, and we saw Don't Breathe, which is the second one that Fetty Alvarez did, I think. Yeah. Um, right. And I mean, it was a crazy movie theater experience because some old guy. I mean, he might have just been like some random guy just came in off the streets just started asking people for their cell phones yeah and so he came up to frank and i and frank was just like yo get the fuck away from me man and <laughs> no he, he was like trying to look for his cell phone shit. and he wanted to use our yeah. cell phones to use the flashlight he's like can i have your cell phone i just the light i was like motherfucker i'll follow you around with my cell phone and i'll, <laughs> I'll shine the light so you can see yeah <laughs> but but we are like yeah, this guy with us like just did they like hollywood send this guy down to like fucking scare us yeah this movie, or is it, he kind of looked like the old man or some shit, just, you know yeah i was just like oh wait they like the movie yeah the studio like sent that guy <laughs> no he's just like some fucking like meth head just like walking off the street in long island just like looking for his phone but I remember seeing that movie, like, with Frank, and, like, I came out, I was just like, holy shit, I really fucking like that movie a lot. Like, yeah. and I still do, because I watched it, like, a couple of years ago, I was just like, yeah, I really like that. But, I don't know, did Fetty, did he do the new Evil Dead one, too? No, that was, uh, Lee Cronin. Cronin, right. Oops. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is kind of weird, because, you know, like you said, Fetty Alvarez, that was his first movie, it was 2013, I think he did, like, some shorts before that, and then Lee Cronin, and the only thing he did before this was a movie called A Hole in the Ground, which I believe was A24, but yeah. it was kind of like one of their smaller ones. Yeah. And um, it was nothing right. like Evil Dead. It's very slow burning and stuff like that. So it was just wild to see uh, the people that get opportunities and how they knock them out of the park. Because I like 2013 uh, myself, but I, I see what you mean. I know yeah. uh, one of my buddies that, like I said, I do that monthly episode with, He his favorite movie, like not even just horror, just movie of all time is Evil Dead. And he hated 2013 because yeah. he felt mm. it, like it took the yeah. personality out of the Deadites and shit like that. So. Right. I don't know what it was. Uh, like... Yeah, I'm, like, a, a big fan of those, like, you know, the Sam Raimi stuff. Like, you know what I just, we didn't talk about recently, and I think it's worth considering, is uh, Drag Me to Hell. Hell yeah. I think is, like, yeah. one of the best, like, recent, like, 
horror movies and from Sam Raimi. I, I, I love that fucking movie. Um, but I wasn't like, uh, you know, in high school and stuff, I remember my friends and I like, you know, got a copy of like Evil Dead 1 and 2 and just watched it. And I was just like, this this shit rocks, dude. Like watching the first one back to back with the second one and you're just like oh, laughing yeah. your ass off at the second one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I respect it because like I, I like his more. I think he wrote. I don't know if he wrote Don't Breathe, but I, I think I like that one a little bit more because it was more original and not like relying on like the source material. Yeah. Right. And I think he wrote it as uh, well. If I'm not mistaken, he wrote and directed that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, I think now he's they doing did Alien a sequel. Like, is he? Yeah, he's doing a new Alien movie. He said that he pitched he pitched something like years ago to uh, Ridley Scott, and finally it fi- like it's finally started filming uh, about a month ago. It, uh, he posted the first behind the scenes shot on uh, Alien Day earlier this well at the end of April. So. Yeah, that's sick. To get Ridley Scott to like convince <laughs> to be convinced of that is like crazy because like Alien is also like in my opinion it is a horror movie and yeah one of the best yeah. like Definitely. uh especially all like the whole story of like dan o'bannon's like just coming up with that whole movie is just like really cool like horror lore i feel like he's just like sleeping on people's couches and he was waking up and he's just like yeah it's just this fucking thing that like pops out of someone's body and you're just like <laughs> that guy's on drugs he rocks like yeah. <laughs> give him a contract stat fuck yeah he doesn't get enough credit for sure just all the stuff that he's worked on between that return of the living dead night of the living dead all the stuff you know oh yeah he's such a uh yeah classic guy. But, oh yeah no and uh, i'm excited to see what comes next for alien i do, do want to shout out you know earlier you mentioned uh quickly said so you couldn't remember his name but lee winnell was the guy that did saul um he right, also yeah. did uh upgrade and upgrade yeah invisible yeah. man which are both fucking excellent uh oh invisible man the newer one right that was yeah yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was that. with uh, I really like that, and I really like Upgrade. That movie's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen that movie, uh, Cooties at all with Elijah Wood? Yeah, he's actually yeah, an actor in that movie too. He's the like real nerdy uh teacher that like can barely like speak because he has real social problems. And stuff. Oh, really? Uh, and he's funny <laughs> as fucking that, so it's like fun to see him like in movies yeah. too as well. So he's in the Conjuring movie or yeah. Insidious movies, he's one of the ghosts. You know, there's like two ghost hunters that walk around with Lynn Shea, he's one of those two. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. I really like that movie, Cooties. It was like a fun, like, quarantine movie. Like, uh, our drummer, Tim, who I was living with at the time, like, we just got drunk and, like, watched that. I was just like, this movie's hilarious. Like, it was a very fun camp movie. Now it's got a stack cast, Elijah Wood, Rain Wilson, you know, Lee Winnell, and yeah. everybody else in it is recognizable. I just can't think of uh, all their names right now, but there's so yeah. many people in that shit. <laughs> but, hell yeah. But uh, pretty much at the back end of the show, I like to ask a few uh, hypothetical questions and then one last question, of course, to end it all. But uh, it's really just two hypothetical questions. And of course, you know, each of you guys, you know, even though you're in the same band, obviously you can have separate answers. Uh, so, uh, Frank, I'll let you start on this one. This question is, is if somebody approached you guys and wanted you guys to make a music video for one of your songs, and of course, you don't have to choose that either. But if they wanted you to make a music video for one of your songs, but make it into one of your favorite horror movies, just remade into a short film for a music video featuring you and the guys in the band. Uh, what movie would you choose and how would you shoot it as a music video? Good question. Um, lately, glad it's Frank. I mean, as a kid, I was, I, <laughs> I wanted to bring up um, lately. I've been obsessed with cigarette prints because I loved it as a kid. I love the masters of horror and it's not, I guess it's not a proper movie, but it, it is, I guess, you know, it's a short film. Yeah. Um, but cigarette burns, I've been obsessed with, maybe I would 
do that and have like Connor hooked up to like the projector and like have his, you know, you know how it goes. But um, something like that. <laughs> I, maybe Tim would have some angel wings or something, and it would be it could be cool. Oh yeah, I, I've been obsessed with that lately. Like, we were just talking about John Carpenter. Yeah, that's one of the coolest. Uh, and like, it's funny because it's like such a weird, it's a weird movie. Like Norman Reedus is like bad. Is that his first movie ever? He's like not great in it, but he, he it's perfect though. Like it's just so good. I don't know. I yeah. love I love that mess of Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the movie? The film Absolute the Mont or something? Yeah, that they yeah. call it in that. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, that's like one of the best. We're all killing each other in like a, in a movie. Theater, that's, you know? that's one of the best Masters of Horror. I would put that like top three. Oh, along good. With, there's like there's like a Toby Hooper one that I'm forgetting that I really like too. Is that Jennifer? Um, in, yeah, Ma- Imprint was the Masters yeah, of Horror. Yeah, like right? yeah, Imprint was Masters of Horror. That was the one that was banned. I got it yeah. somewhere. That's the one that was banned. Yeah, that's the one that's banned. Yeah, those movies, those Word. like those, you know when they let horror directors just like cook on like weird shit that they've never got a chance to do with like right. big studio budgets and like those Jenny side ideas right, with Master Spark. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Like there's one, I forgot what's his name. Uh, there's one where like uh, Devin Sawa, I think, or no, what was the guy from can't hardly wait. Can't remember. Oh, uh, uh, Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry, he's in one of those where he's like a, a survivalist or something. He's teaching yeah. like his wife or something. That's a good right. one. I, I, don't, I don't remember who did that one. But yeah, like a lot of really cool horror directors get to kind of explore the weirdness on like a very relaxed set, you know, type of thing. So yeah, uh, I like our uh, Argento's Pelts. I want to shout that out with Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just awesome. That Wait, did they do that with because his body bags? Master's Core, or is that just like a weird? No, that's just a uh, type thing. That was John Carpenter was pitching like a was trying to do a show similar to Tales from the Crypt, and it turned into a movie. So yeah. when he did it as a movie, he got Toby uh, Toby Hooper to help him. Yeah, them two pretty much teaming up. Because he did. Because I always see it like I forgot it's like hooked up with a Guillermo del Toro like a split release type thing. I think like back then too. But yeah, yeah. No, if we had to do like a movie like into a music video I would just say like something crazy like it would I would go balls to the wall and just do something like phantasm or like reanimator or something like that yeah. I always really liked yeah phantasm like that's another great franchise that I don't think gets talked about enough yeah I really like what's his name Don Cascarelli yeah yeah it's just awesome Oh yeah, no. I was uh, thinking the other day, like the top two franchises as far as just continuity and all being solid entries is, uh, to me, is Evil Dead and Phantasm because they all kind of connect in some way and they all like literally just not a bad film in yeah. either franchise in my opinion. So you know, even no. if you don't like the see... Phantasm ones, it's like they're not bad. It's just... I did see that last Phantasm one that came out like a few years back, uh, but I heard pretty good things about it. Yeah, the only bad stuff in the fran in the fa- Phantasm franchise is. Uh, they obviously bite off more than they can chew as far as budget goes. So like some of the CGI is yeah. like horrible, but oh, I mean, yeah. you can't fault them for that. As long as the storytelling is good enough, I feel like uh, you can't really knock the movie for it, you know, not having the budget. So, but yeah, I mean, Cosarelli so fucking cool. Like Bubba Hotep is just such a fun, stupid movie. Yeah. And I really liked the, uh, what was the one uh, that came out not too long ago, like 10 years ago, like uh, John dies at the end. 
I like oh, what yeah. he did with that one. Yeah, no, he's a great and he's a great guy just all around. Like he is like very um active and just like sharing fan art and just like everything about, you know, yeah. Most people are like, Oh, you only like my one movie, and he's very much like, oh, like everything phantasm, he's like uh like shares yeah. it, you know, uh talks, you know, comments on it, stuff like that. So he's a great guy for sure, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, so pretty much my second and last of the hypothetical questions before I ask my last overall question is, uh, would you guys ever be interested in scoring a horror movie? And uh, if so, you know, obviously this isn't something that's given as an option. But uh, if it is, you know, being a hypothetical question, uh, what subgenre would you like to score, whether it be a zombie film, a slasher, even supernatural or sci-fi? Which one of those uh, tickle your funny bone? <laughs> and uh, Connor, you can go first this time since I let Frank go first last time. I would say... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It would probably have to be something like, you know, a Scream type like movie to fit okay. like our sound. Unless we were just like <laughs> going to completely divert and make like a Goblin like soundtrack for like yeah. a Giallo movie, which would be awesome too. But like, yeah. I feel like, like yeah, a medieval or like a. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if we're doing like opera <laughs> or something like that, that if I could, if I could even play bass like a metal fucking maniac like the people in goblin do um no but it would probably be yeah like a more modern like type of thing uh like scream or some shit like that yeah do some tangerine dream style shit man just <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly the, the dudes from choir boy i'm sure they could pull it off <laughs> yeah i bet they could <laughs> what about you frank what's uh what would you go with well yeah i don't know if i was gonna score a movie i'd want to fucking I want to go for it and just maybe just do like a sci-fi where I could just like a sci-fi, you know, horror where I could just like play one note on a keyboard like thing. And like, maybe that would, cause I can't really play keyboard at all. And I feel like something like yeah. that wouldn't be able to just play electric guitar over. Yeah. So I'd have to just kind of like wing it and just kind of put some couple one, like one finger kind of thing on the, you know, but yeah, I, I, that'd be cool. Do us like a sci-fi horror, I guess. Like with like kind of like that, uh, not saying it, it follows had a cool score because it was kind of minimalistic too. But that was you know not not that sci-fi, but maybe something to that effect. Oh yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, now, shout I out, love uh, that uh, score actually. What's that guy's name? He did like disaster piece. He did like a uh, disaster piece. He does yeah. like all those like right. cool like weird one-off like DIY video games and stuff. Yeah, you said video games. He does too. Yeah, I think what, he got started off. I forgot what video game he did. He did something like stupid that was like Super Meat Boy or something. Or uh, I forgot the name of the game. And like oh, David Robert Mitchell was just like, oh, I really like this guy's like sound. And I think he could do it for me like wow. for this new movie. And just went straight to him and was just like, yo, do you think he could like score? And the guy's probably just like, yeah, I need money. Like, of course I can. And then right. I genuinely love that score for like a modern because what's cool about and people talk about it all the time, but like it follows is cool because it's, it, it doesn't like you're not it doesn't establish like an, an actual like, era or like yeah, time yeah. period. Yeah. So it right. like kind of just fucks that like standard immediately and just like keeps you. That's cool. Yeah, like that. With the actual plot. Yeah. Yeah, I've always gravitated towards her phone. She has that like clamshell phone. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, part, yeah. But it's like, what the fuck? It doesn't. Oh yeah. Doesn't make any sense. She's watching, yeah, exactly. Like right. the Iliad or 
Yeah, she's reading like the Iliad or something on it, and you're just you like, know. what the fuck? They have a tube TV? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, I think the game was called Light uh, Hyper Light Drifter was the game he was like super famous for doing. That's that. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I had to look it up. I didn't know it off head. I'll say that. <laughs> no, that movie hey, is Tim, awesome. Right. Good. Do you ever uh, do you ever talk about like horror video games on here, or is that like not a it's not movie related? But um, no, you're more welcome you to shout about the rest. Yeah, are you a fan of the Resident Evil video games? Have you ever played? I'm a fan. I'm just I don't get scared at movies, but video games scare the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. I know. My wife watches me play, but she'll never play. She just like you know watch me do it. And, like gets all the code, like you know finds all like the you know how to where to go and stuff for me. But um, oh, the Resident Evil games yeah. I love, and like I still play them to this day. Like I just bought the new uh, the new remake of Four. I don't know if you're familiar, okay. but it's really sick. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. Now, 4, when it first came out, I was, like, pretty young still, so I watched my uncle play through 4. So, like, actually, 4 is when I was super interested in, but, like, I'm one of those people, I play the first hour of a lot of horror games. <laughs> yeah. The first hour is yeah. uh, when they're still, like, figuring out what's how scary it is. And, like, I played Bio, yeah. I probably we, have played Biohazard, you know, the 7th Resident yeah. Evil or whatever it was, like, four times. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, God, I get, like, a little bit further and just can't do it. I'm like, fuck, this shit's scary it's as fuck. man. It freaks you. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely scary. I remember playing that game. I don't know if you guys remember that game called clock tower um but that game scared the shit out of me when i was a little kid before i even knew like before resident evil was probably even out but clock tower was like really probably looks yeah. terrible now but it was the scariest game because you couldn't fight you just have to run away and hide from this guy with giant scissors with giant oh, shears around yeah like a very pixelated clock tower and you had to hide under the bed and like just hope he didn't like come get you it was really just like the scariest thing yeah. being your kid for yeah that was a huge I think that was like one of the first like PlayStation games ever. And I remember yeah. my friend George and I like rented it like from the local like yeah. uh video store or whatever. And I yeah, dude, it's literally just like they they make games like that now, like where it's like, you know, you just have to evade like the enemy or whatever. Yeah. But like right. that game scared the shit out of me because the music was so scary. Yeah, anytime like the door open, it's just like giant shears you're just like holy shit yeah dude fuck me up uh i i love those resident evil movies i mean the games because they you know when i I, i'm like 36 so like when those games started uh i think when the second one came out my friends and i would just like rent it or my friend joe had it and we would go in his basement, turn off the lights, and listen to like yeah. Limp Biscuit and shit. <laughs> you got to fucking play this, and you see the dogs pop out, and you're just like, "Holy shit, dude!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's those were the best games, and they still are. Like, uh, yeah. I haven't played any of the ones in a while, but yeah. No fuck yeah, I play uh, yeah, one I've... game. I do play a lot of is Phasmophobia. Have you guys played that? No, no, I haven't. I heard it's awesome. Yeah, it's just fucking wild. The only reason I can play yeah, stuff I like that is because it's multiplayer, so it's a little easier because you're talking to people, you know. So, it's cool. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I gotta check that out. Pretty much, it's like you're in a van, and uh, you know, I'm sure you guys know, but like for the people listening and stuff, is you're in a van and you're about to go ghost hunt, whatever, whether it's a school or just a house, and you gotta like load up on equipment, and you can only hold a few things, but you go in first person and you like ghost hunt, so you pretty much are, like using an EMP reader. Uh, or like right. you'll set up a, a notebook in a room and walk out and like hope somebody writes on it and it fucking out of nowhere shit would just start coming at you and stuff that uh 
don't know if you guys saw the trailer that they just released for Paranormal Tales. They're finally making a, a PT game that you know that demo that came out a few years ago and right. like uh -huh. blew up and then uh, disappeared. They're finally making the actual game. And uh, cool. but Phasmophobia reminds me of a lot of that shit. We're just like wandering around a house and all of a sudden something will start creeping out around a corner. It's like fuck this. <laughs> but yeah, I play that in another Here's game called like a where you gotta sacrifice goats to a witch. She comes out. I just can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like ruin or rich ritual or something like that i have to okay that, that one's pretty fun That's too but, sick. <laughs> but you pretty much go into wait, a house you, and wait. find goats <laughs> so tim do you ever watch ghost adventures no my my wife is a huge fan of ghost adventures she used to watch it all the time oh, to go to yeah, sleep but uh i've watched demon house the little documentary he did where he bought the house that was fucking awesome yeah but yeah, yeah. so we're going to uh we're going to vegas for our, uh our buddies tim who plays drums in our band his uh bachelor party and he and i lived together during like covid like at the start of it and we watched ghost adventures like every day and oh, yeah. so what i told he was just like let's go to vegas so i was just like we have to go to the haunted museum yeah <laughs> in the hopes of meeting zach baggins like i have to meet him <laughs> right i always joke my wife because so awesome. she thinks he's like attractive i always call him old daddy baggins <laughs> 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 daddy i just like i just like Ghost how he treats his right. like, crew like shit i just like how he treats his crew like shit and yeah. then like w when they're just they're just like dude what was that all all about exact baggage is just like dude the ghost made me do that like i would never talk to you like that he like, just swings on somebody out of nowhere <laughs> he's like, like are you he's sure that like, wasn't because i spilled your diet like, coke earlier like <laughs> He's just like, Aaron, you're a fucking loser. You're a nobody. You'll never be anything. He's just like, the ghost possessed me and told me to say that, dude. Big slaps in the, in the back of the head. Yeah, that was the ghost. yeah exactly. It's like, I forgot to flush earlier, and this motherfucker slaps me in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's just how he gets them back, for sure. But, no, that's... Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely uh, start to wonder when all of his people end up with their own shows. They're like, I gotta get away from this crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. It reminds me of Bar Rescue with uh John Taffer and he's it's, there's like they exactly. think that the bar is haunted and he's just like there's no ghost in this fucking bar. He's fucking freaking out. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that episode, but shout out to John Taffer. Oh yeah. No, but now I want to watch it. Someone looked that shit up when I get off here. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, man. absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that show too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a perfect segue though the, uh my final question to ask you guys you know speaking of ghosts and just crazy shit happening my final question i like to ask all my guests is uh do you have a horror story of your own and it could be you know just some crazy shit that happened to you on tour you know just in your personal life or if you have a paranormal story you're more than welcome to share that as well and you know whoever comes up with one first can go first no rush and if you don't have one you don't have to share one either i've had plenty of guests uh that just have lucky and never had anything crazy happen when i was you growing up like I I grew up in a, a super old house, like built in the 1800s and like everyone would come there and it was just like, you yeah. know, the walls were, you know, so people would go there and I lived on the third floor of the house for a while. And so like if girls came over, friends came over, they'd be like, dude, this is the scariest fucking place I've ever been <laughs> in my life. And I would just like fuck with them. I would just like throw things when I go to the bathroom, like at the door and they're just like, what the fuck? Like that type of thing. I will tell the one story that like i don't know if you guys ever actually fucked with like a ouija board when you were younger but we yeah we did that once and this is this isn't scary it's just more funny is like 
I remember we were like outside or something. Our friend was like drunkenly like supposed to meet us outside. And we were just like, it, show us a sign that like uh, Brian's okay. And like my friend Brian just like crashed his entire bike into a car, like Holy in front shit. of the house. Like as, as soon as we like fucking said it, he was just like, but you just heard him just like, no. And just like smash into this car, just like hit the hood. And you're just like, that's, pretty much the funniest paranormal activity I could endure. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, man, we asked if you'd say he was okay, not to make sure he wasn't okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he just, like, goes flying. <laughs> Miscommunication. Reminds me of that movie, The New Guy, where yeah. he's fucking doing the bike thing. And funny. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. It's like, it's like Wayne's World, where it's just like, hi, Wayne. He goes <laughs> flying. It was pretty much like that. Hit the net. <laughs> I don't even have enough guns to necessitate an entire wreck. What about you, Frank? You got any uh, horror stories of yours? I mean, not really offhand. I mean, so there was this, I went to elementary school at this uh, school called West Gates. And right as you like walked out the, you know, through the field to leave the, the gates of the school, there was this house we called it the eighth street house, but it was just this abandoned, like dilapidated house that, I guess he was like an architect. He built the whole house himself. He had this giant, like amazing in-ground pool. Connor, I don't know if you ever saw the videos of this or the pictures that we took yeah. of it, but uh, he made this like crazy, like it just looked like a Greek, like, you know, old, like tiled pool that he designed himself. The whole house, it was like a giant house with like a ballroom and all this stuff, but it was dilapidated. So kids would like party there throughout like the 90s, I guess. And I was, uh, you know, young in the backyard, they had like statues and stuff and everyone's like, oh, it's haunted and stuff. Um, so we would go in there and like hang out and like years back, me and my friend Matt Reynolds and my little brother, Andrew, uh, we went in there to like, you know, because we heard, I think they were going to be taking it down. So we like went there during the day one time and even going there during the day, like the windows are kind of like boarded up and it's like it's a huge mansion, but it was always like growing up, just like it was supposed to be haunted, like kids would get like hurt there and stuff and like the parents were trying to get it taken down in the town and we went there one day and like it's really just a freaky vibe like you're walking around kind of like we were filming and stuff but I remember like going upstairs and the stairs felt like they were going to break and we went through this room and when we came back there was like a human size piece of shit sitting on the table and we were like this wasn't there before like whatever we were like just freaked out that like we didn't it, it like it didn't look like an animal it looked like a giant like log of human like a man what the fuck is happening and you're just like going you know it was really fucked up but uh that was ghost that's the first thing that, yeah that's the first story that comes to mind i don't know if i have any real like ghost stories there I, there's a lot i've heard a lot of stuff I, from other people but yeah i will say the only good one that i have tim is like uh, uh, Frank and I and the rest of Somerset, we all grew up within miles of the Amityville Horror House. Hell yeah. Um, so my uncle, even before I was alive when that shit happened, like the true story yeah. of like that guy just, like murdering yeah. his whole family. Yeah. So my uncle was like a, a school teacher at this place in uh Cope, which is like the bordering town between like that area and like where i grew up and stuff and he was just at the bar just like one night and that guy came in like that not the story that like our uncle told us basically was just like yo that guy just like came in and was just like yeah i just did this and they were like 
shut the fuck up, man. Like you're a fucking liar. Like buy us a buy us a round or whatever. And the guy like just hung out and like drank with them for like the whole night. And yeah. then Yeah. So like that was like the whole story. But yeah, that's our whole that's our best Long Island story as far as there's like horror goes. It's, there's a few creepy things on Long Island, like sleepy uh uh what's it called um Broad Hollow Road. No, what what's the uh what the hell's the name Baker of it? Hollow. <laughs> I can't think. What is it? Baker Dolls? Yeah, no, what's the one off of 110? Um, Ashley, Ash, what's the haunted <laughs> road? The haunted road that we used to drive down all the time? Sweet, Sweet Hollow Road. Yeah, that's it. Oh. It's like a wine road. You right. honk, your, honk your horn three times under the bridge, and you see, like, the dead yeah. bodies of people who, like, killed themselves or something. Like, I don't know. Some crazy shit. But there's also one other. Uh, it's called the Hell House in, I can't remember what town. Some of the worst, uh, but there's this. There was this. It's called the Hell House. I'll keep this short and sweet. But you would drive there when we were in high school. We would drive, and they had like a hearse in the driveway. They had like a big red door. It was really creepy looking, like narrow, like three story house yeah. or something. And uh, you would go drive around the back, and in the window, without fail, there was always candles with the amount of pe- like whoever, however many people were in your car. There'd be that amount of candles, yeah. like no matter what. And I did it like multiple times with my friends and it always worked out. Like we yeah. go with two people, we go with three people, we go with four people. And there's always in the back, you could see like in the, like the chandelier hanging, it was always the right amount of candles for to correspond with the people in the car. It's really interesting and weird when you're a kid to just be like, how the fuck did this work out? You know, but yeah, I don't know if that house is still there. Actually. I think we, it might I still- think that's over by, I think that's in Merrick over by Keith's house. No, it's right. fuck. Yeah. Is it Merrick? I don't know. I think maybe. So. maybe either. I thought it was by yeah. United Skates. Isn't it by United Skates? Oh, Where, what's that? That's Beth Page. Levittown or Hicks. No, it's Levittown. It's Beth Page or Plain yeah. Edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plain Edge. Yeah, somewhere right over there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was, that was a, right. a weird little, it's a little bit of a long island yeah, for you. Yeah, when you live on Long Island long enough, you're, you're bound to do some weird shit. Either go visit the horror house or commit like, Act yeah poor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> whether it be shitting on a table with some kids in the house or fucking yeah <laughs> me, and a, me and a guido that's kind of like one of the island horror story <laughs> fucking fist pumping your way down the fucking boardwalk <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah now have you guys ever seen the hell house movies uh about the abaddon hotel and shit like that yeah those yeah. are pretty pretty dope which i know it's a different place those are tight yeah mm-hmm. i just recommend them but hell yeah well i appreciate you guys for you know coming on the show and uh sharing and everything it was fun shit chatting with you guys i appreciate you likewise yeah thanks for having me and as usual i just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as i'll be joined by the one and only composer steven mckayan who just recently worked on evil dead rise as well as lee cronin's other film the hole in the ground a really awesome series called kin and a ton more so make sure you check back next week for that go follow me on facebook instagram and twitter Don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening, or if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, link for that is in the description. It's only $2 a month. Thank you guys again so much, and stay safe.